the day I discovered my values and I was able to name them and I learned how to start living them, this is the day that my life forever changed. And ever since I've been able to do this, I have been on a path and stayed committed to that path where I've been able to grow and learn and find curiosity instead of judgment and really come to this place where I feel confident saying that today I am the healthiest version of myself, healthier than I've ever been. And my hope is that I will continue on this path, that I will, that today's not the healthiest I ever will be. I will continue to grow and be a healthier, better, stronger, wiser, more empowered version of myself every step along the way. And the only way I do this is knowing my values, and living my values. Brene Brown, one of my all-time favorites, has this amazing analogy about how life is like an arena. And there are many people that never even walk into the arena of life. Like they stay in that scared space. They play it safe. They feel timid. But I know I have always wanted to be one of those people that walks into the arena. Like I want to live it loud and bold to the fullest. Like one of my greatest fears is a FOMO fear, but not like a FOMO of missing out on a small thing. Like I just fear like I'm going to miss out. I want to squeeze everything I can out of life. So I'm definitely one of those people that wanted to be inside of the arena. There was a time when I didn't know how to open the door and get into the arena. And then there was a time that once I got into the arena, I was terrified. Like here I am in life, like deciding what my goals are. I'm going to try bigger things. I'm going to really take my health seriously and trust the process. But now it's scary and overwhelming. Guys, showing up, participating, growing, and deciding to make the most of life means opening up that arena door and walking in. And that's hard. Don't get me wrong. That is a really hard step. But the real work starts once we get in there. The distractions, other people's opinions that creates noise. There's exit signs promising instant gratification if we just run out and leave. And this is when like my desire to perform, perfect, people please, like all that stuff shows up. And if I don't stay rooted in my values, all of that, that noise gets super, super loud. The lights are distracting. The challenges are new and unexpected, and I don't know how to handle them. It's really easy to forget why I decided to walk into the arena in the first place. Our values are what led us to that arena door. They're what gave us the urgency to open it. They are going to be what hold us strong when our feet are held to the fire. And that is what I'm talking about today. What are our values? How do we identify our values? How do we stay connected to those values so that once we decide to make these changes in our life, specifically around our food and exercise, we can commit to them? And then I've got some simple exercises, some tactical strategies on how you can start living in your values today. Guys, this is a good episode. This is like at the heart of what I do. So I'm really excited to record this one for y'all. And one of the coolest things about this episode is that it is brought to you by Heart on Your Sleeve. Guys, Heart on Your Sleeve is a bracelet company that's founded by one of my new friends, Lauren. She has a cool story. She was a stay-at-home mom, just had her baby number four. Woo woo. Shout out to Lauren. You're amazing. (laughs) She had one of those stay-at-home days where she was both bored 
and had a million things to do, but she ended up at a craft store where she bought some beads, came home, and made some bracelets with her kids' four names on it. She had one IG post from there, and a year and a half later, Lauren has been making custom orders ever since. Guys, I recently partnered with her because I love her bracelets. One, she's got great taste, great style, but two, we decided to start making values bracelets. I've got mine on right now. They are so stinking cute. They're like gray, black, gold, brown. They say health, family, and faith, and they are a constant reminder on my wrist why I do what I do. My work, how I serve my family, how I take care of my body, my values vessel. Guys, it's such a cute way to stay connected to those values. I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Here's how you guys can enter. If you leave a review, screenshot my podcast on social media, tag me and tag heart on your sleeve. That's at heart.on.your.sleeve. Tag us both on there. And you'll be entered to win one of your very own values bracelet sets. Guys, if you want to check her out, make sure you check her out on IG. She takes orders directly through Instagram. Be sure that you mention you heard about her on the Fuel Her Awesome podcast, and she's going to knock 10% off your order. Again, you can find her on Instagram at heart.on.your.sleeve. Shout out to Lauren. Thank you for sponsoring today's show. Hey girl, you are amazing and you possess this unique inner awesome that the world so desperately needs. And guess what? Your body size has nothing to do with that. But I get it. I spent way too many years living in insecurity and I have spent the last decade working with women just like you who have struggled with the same. And when it comes down to it, I think our amazingness becomes all too easily eclipsed by two things. Body bullying, which in turn impacts how we take care of our body. Whether it's over or under eating, over exercising or not moving at all, moving from dieting to anti-diet culture, girl, the pendulum just keeps swinging. I started this podcast because it's time to break up with body bullying and find a way to live balanced in your body. I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we are finally free to live in our own bodies. This podcast is just one of the many resources I have for you ladies. Be sure to head on over to JessBrownRD.com. Check out my ebook, e-course, supplements, meal plans. Guys, I've got so much more for you, and I'm adding to that list on the daily. Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, we are digging into values. Guys, clarity of values is so crucial, especially when it comes to making any change with our food or our diet or our exercise, like any of it, actually anything in life, like relationships, career path, all of it. We need to know what we hold closest to our heart and what we value the most because there will be challenges along the way. There will be unexpected curveballs that come and our values are our North Stars that guide us through those moments. I call them our nutrition North Stars, but really they're our life North Stars. Going back to that analogy of the arena that I talked about in the beginning, we can have things when we're working on walking towards the healthiest version of ourselves. Like we can have the fuel plan that I write for you. You can have the hunger and the satiety cues. You can be reconnected with your biological feedback. But if we don't have those nutrition north stars, it can get really easy to get lost in the minutia of diet culture, of 
my best friend's on keto and she lost 10 pounds last week and I'm jealous or, you know, those kinds of things because they come up and they will continue to come up. But we have to stay grounded in what is most important to us. And that's going to keep our eyes on our path. Because here's the thing about our culture is it does always promise us those quick fixes like here try this diet and you'll lose 20 pounds in two weeks you do this workout and you'll defy aging I mean we hear that stuff all the time and it can get really distracting and then you throw a challenge in life like you know your mom gets sick or your kiddos being bullied at school or I mean whatever comes up then those promises get even sparklier and we want to gravitate closer to them I mean this is why eating disorders are formed it is a biopsychosocial disorder meaning there's a biological component there is a genetic predisposition and nutritional imbalances can set you up there's the psychological component which can definitely be triggered when we face obstacles like we get anxiety I mean I get anxiety about lots of things I'm like a scared chihuahua half the time. But we get anxiety. We get we fall into depression. And then our society on top of that promises us things like this will fix you. It broke my heart the other day. I was talking to um, one of my favorite clients and we were talking about triggers and like what led her to this eating disorder. And she said life had put her in a spot that was really, really challenging and she just wanted to be good at something. And so she started reading up on social media about how to lose weight and she figured out how to be good at that like how devastating is that that our culture sets us up to like run to that and run to fixing quote fixing ourselves by fixing our bodies and this is this is like my biggest beef with diet culture because when I hear teenagers feeling that and finding their value in their body you know it just breaks my heart because this is like my values like I know that each person is made for something unique you guys all have a gift that this world so desperately needs I believe that from my head down to my toes and when it's eclipsed by those things it just oh drives me crazy well it motivated me to start this podcast so here here I am so we need to know what those values are because they're going to prevent us from falling into those traps the Oxford English Dictionary defines values as principles or standards of behavior one's judgment of what's important in life so it's really identifying what it is that we hold dearest and like what we want to measure the success of our life by. Living out our values is really more than knowing what we value. It's actually aligning it with our actions, decisions, goals, identifying which sacrifices we're willing to make as we work towards living out those values. And this can be tricky because, again, our culture comes in and tells us things that might contradict our values. So I have an example of this, and it doesn't have to do with food, but it does have to do with me really having to stay focused on my own path. So when I, after I had my first baby, well, before I had my first baby boy, I was a workaholic. Like I've always been a workaholic. It's just part of my nature. (laughs) And, you know, my husband was working a lot. I worked a full-time job. And then I also worked part-time running the nutrition department of an intensive outpatient program for eating disorder treatment. And so I had private clients there. I mean, I was clocking easy 60 to 80 hours a week, depending on the week. Then all of a sudden I have this bundle of joy that I am madly (laughs) in love with. And in my top values and my top three values is family work is not in my top three values so all of a sudden I was like okay I love my job and I love what I do and I feel so blessed to do that but this little nugget is only going to be a baby for so long and I want to soak this up I want to be with him at the time my husband he was a detective getting called out all the time so he's a detective on top of being on the SWAT team and working just crazy hours. So with my husband's work, I knew I wanted at least one of us to be able to be there with him more often than not. So 
We had some long conversations and we decided to sell our dream house. I always joke we bought our dream house or I mean our retirement home like 30 years too early. So we decided to sell it and I cut my hours down to 20 hours per week. I actually walked away from the eating disorder clinic, which is like my passion work. And I stayed at a job that provided me flexibility, clock in, clock out, low responsibility so I could be with my son. Now, I have to tell you guys, this messed with me so much because I have these messages in my head and I'm not sure you can psychoanalyze me all you want, but I'm, I haven't quite figured out where they came from. Probably a product of just living in our culture. I've got these messages that like, if I'm not hustling super hard, then I'm not valuable. Or if I'm not trying to get ahead and pursue my career, then I am not worthy. And so I really had to challenge some of those lies that were in my head to stay committed to my values. And I'll never forget it. I was sitting there having a little breakdown. <laughs> I have a lot of those. I was sitting there having a little breakdown, telling my husband, like, I just, I'm so frustrated, babe, because I made this choice. Like I decided to cut my hours, yet I feel like such a failure now because I'm about to turn 30. I have not hit some of the career milestones that I wanted to hit. And I feel like a failure. And I know I'm not because I've got this kid and I love him so much and there's nowhere I'd rather be, but I can't shake these feelings of failure. And he looked at me and he said, babe, wouldn't you say it is a much bigger challenge for you to abstain from chasing after some of these career goals right now? And I was like, yes, tell me more. You know, it's like, oh, he's on to something. And he kept going and he's like, you, you have it in your nature. You're a workaholic. Like you working really hard and making your mark on your career, like, yeah, that's all good and has a time and a place, but it requires more discipline and it's more of a challenge for you to stay home with our boy. And to choose to not chase some of that stuff for now. You know, he made sure to say for now. (laughs) Me understanding my values and knowing that I held family to be in my top three values helped me identify that and realize it took more discipline, more strength, more attention to stay committed to that value despite some of the stuff I'd picked up from our culture and some of those messages that I've carried about always needing to hustle harder. This is why identifying our values is so, so important. So step one in creating value values-based behavior change is just that, identify your values. You can't live out your values if you can't name them. One of my favorite quotes that comes from Jim McCollins is that if you have more than three priorities, you don't have priorities. And I love that. So when you're identifying your values, we really do need to choose three to five values that are at the top. And there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. I have some methods and some tools in my e-course that can help you identify what your values are. But as you work through this process, like, you're going to see this list and go, oh my gosh, I value everything on this page. You know, I, I value finances. I value health. I value family. I value faith. I value creativity. I value adventure. Like, yeah, I value all of this. I want to get everything out of life. But if you spend some time in there, you can really pinpoint the three to five top values and the other ones just feed into that. So for me, for example, um, my top five are family, faith, health, wisdom and meaningful work or influence and those five things catch everything else the one of the ones I really struggled with was adventure I really value adventure I love doing new things I like going new places I like facing challenges I mean I just have kind of that spontaneous adventurous spirit and so I really wanted to put that in my top values but then I realized I'm like why do I value that well I value 
adventure so much because it actually helped me continue to grow in my faith. Every time I'm faced with a new challenge, every time I go somewhere new, um, I feel like God opens doors for me and I learn more about my faith and I connect to him a little bit deeper. So so you can, as you work through this, you'll see that you can start to shuffle out some of the ones that actually you value just because it feeds into the true value that you hold dearest to your heart. So once you figure out these top three to five values, you want to check them. You want to say, does this define me And am I okay with that? So if I look at, oh, like another one, finances. I really do value being financially stable. I want to provide for my family. But if I sit here and go, do do my finances define me? And am I okay with that? No, like absolutely not. I don't want to be defined by my bank account. And if you do, that's okay. Like here's the thing about values. Everybody gets to pick their own. But for me, no, I don't want to be defined by that. I value finances because it supports my family, which is my top value. Look at these values. Does it define me and am I okay with this? Is this me when I am the best version of myself? So when I am with my family, am I the best version of myself? When I am healthy, am I the best version of myself? When I am in my faith and growing in my faith, am I the best version of myself? Yes, yes, and yes. So they all check out there. Third question, can this value serve as a filter to help me make hard decisions? And this is really where we transition into the second part of this podcast, which is learning to live out our values. Because life is hard. (laughs) There's always something, right? Like it could be good things. It could be a season of weddings and birthday parties and baby showers and travel. Like you might be in a season of fun and exploration and and happiness. But even then, it's easy to get distracted by those things and not stay connected to what's most important to you. And then on the flip side, life is hard. We go through seasons where family members are sick. We experience loss. We struggle with triggers or obsessions or addictions. And it can be really hard to choose courage over comfort. But values and staying connected to our values is what's going to help us live that out and make those hard decisions. So to help us practice living out our values, not just professing them. I mean, step one is naming them. Step two is actually putting them into practice. I've got some tools that Brene Brown shares on her website that I just absolutely love. So number one, what are three behaviors that support this value? So with me looking at health in my top three values, what are three things I can do, tangible things I can do to support that value? For me, I know that I have to eat intentionally. I need to move regularly. And in my health, my umbrella of health, I also know I have to balance my mental health. If I become too hyper-focused on those first two, it actually throws my health off and then it starts to compromise some of my other values. So um, mental health is absolutely in my umbrella of that health value. Number two, what are three slippery behaviors that are outside your value? And you're going to do this for each of the values. So sticking with my value health, what are three slippery behaviors that are going to pull me outside of this? Well, number one, for me, dieting or calorie counting. If I start messing with that, it starts messing with my head. And all of a sudden I am focused on my body and how it looks and how it appears as opposed to it being my values vessel, which is why health is so important to me. And this is something that trips me up. It still trips me up. You know, being in the nutrition world and the sports world, I'm around a lot of really fit people. And most of them, guys, they look amazing and they can do incredible things with their bodies. But if I'm not careful and I start focusing on what my body looks like and going to dieting and obsessing about food so that I can change how my body looks to take it to, you know, whatever, 
like, oh, I want a six pack, which yeah, I want a six pack. But if I start hyper focusing on that, it shifts my attention. And now all of a sudden I'm engaging in behaviors that are actually pulling me away from that value. So I'm not staying within my value and living it out I'm starting to slide away from it and what's interesting is like when you start to slide away from one value you tend to slide away from the others so in this case like when I start obsessing about my body hyper focusing on my body like body checking this is like when you you know you walk by every mirror and you like suck in your stomach and make sure you look okay like all that stuff when I start doing that I also notice that I'm starting to pull off on my faith like I'm not focused on what God's called me to do I'm focused on you know what I think I look like in this world which is just not where I want to stay and live and then question number three what's an example of a time when you were fully living in this value So think of a time in your life where you felt like if you were to rate expressing this value and living it out in your life on a scale of zero to 100, you would peg yourself at a 90 or above. What did your life look like? What were you doing? Try to get a really good picture and a clear understanding of that so that you can figure out how to integrate that into your present life. Now, taking this values assessment just a step farther and applying it to our health, because not everybody has health in the top three to five values. And I want sidebar right here. I have many clients that actually feel guilty that they don't have health in those top five values. And guys, that is diet culture. That's a diet culture lie. You can absolutely learn how to take care of your health, take care of your body, but doing it in a way that comes from your own value system. So if you don't put health in the top three to five, please don't sweat it. I want to give you that permission slip right now to just let that guilt go because I'm going to help you right now connect your current values what you truly value to your health because I do believe there is always a connection you guys have heard me say on this podcast and I'm going to say it a hundred times more that your body is your values vessel so even if health is not in the top five it is the vessel that helps you physically live out those values just like I was saying earlier like my finances may not be what I directly value but I have to take care of them in order to support my top value which is my family health is the same way and I love this example one of the clients I worked with told me that he had nine energy units and he's like Jess I've got nine energy units and I'm giving you know six to work two to family and one is for me I need 15 to 20 energy units to do everything I want to do. And that's where his health came in. So he didn't put health in his top values, but he knew he had to start taking his health more seriously. He needed to eat more intentionally. He needed to get back to some basic movement because his health was suffering and it was limiting his energy units and wasn't able to fully live out his values. So I love that analogy. So again, Permission slip. If health is not in your top five, that's okay. I mean, it's in my top five, which is why I do what I do, which is a good thing. I'm living out my values. But if it's not for you, that's okay. We're going to look at how does health support and feed into the values that you have identified. So my fourth question to add to this is, what do I need to do to take care of my physical wellness to have the capacity to live out this value? So we've got those four questions and that's going to be what connects us to living these values out. So I'll go over those one more time for you guys. Number one, what are three behaviors that support this value? What are three slippery behaviors that are outside of this value? Number three, what is an example of a time when you were fully living in this value? And then the fourth question that I've tacked on there to help us connect it to our health is what do I need to do to take care of my physical and mental wellness to have the capacity to live out this value? Ladies, you're going to want to do that with each of the values that you have identified. And this is a really fun exercise because it really starts to help us narrow down 
some of the goals that we need to focus on to be the healthiest version of ourselves. And it helps us filter out that the diet culture crap. I think a lot of inability to commit to goals and make sustainable behavior changes is because we have those changes and those goals rooted in superficial values and we got to connect them to our values so I got another example for you about um finances so I set the goal to like work on my budget every year probably like many of you set the goal to lose weight every year it's like oh this is the year I'm gonna lose weight that used to be my goal and then once I you know I've worked through a lot and I've done a lot of Um, work on myself with that. And I work in this field. So (laughs) I've really honed in my nutrition stuff. But now it's like every year for the past several years, I've said, okay, I'm going to change my finances. Like I want to save more. I want to spend less frivolously. And I really want to rein it in. Every year I end up with a credit card bill (laughs) that I'm like, what did I even spend that? What am I buying? Like, really, do I need more shoes? Some, you know, I'm sitting here staring at my shoes because I record in my closet and I'm like, no, I don't need more shoes, but I do have really cute shoes. <laughs> um, but anyways, this year <laughs> when I decided to reset this goal, instead of like going through and doing my normal thing, which is like, I want to have this much in savings. I want to make sure I pay the credit card off every month. I'm going to stick to this budget. Like instead of just staying focused on that, I really sat and I said, okay, if I do this, here's what it gives my family. If I stick to this budget, I can save this much and I could take my family to Disneyland. That's a totally different approach to changing how I spend money. So now when I'm shopping at Nordstrom's Rack, which is my fave, I always find something I need there. (laughs) Instead of just buying it and saying, oh, don't worry about it. Like, it's always fine. I'll make up for it later. I think about it. I'm like, okay, if I spend this on, you know, these shoes, which I are super cute, but I don't really need, that is pulling from giving my family, you know, my boys a stuffed animal at Disneyland. And yeah, that'll clean me up real quick. (laughs) So when you're setting your health goals, instead of starting with like, okay, I need to lose weight and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to clean up my food. I'm going to exercise five times a week or whatever it is. Or I'm going to recover from my eating disorder. Yeah, I'm going to start eating and I'm going to make sure that I get off the scale. Like, yes, those are all valuable tools. But if we don't have them rooted in our values, they're superficial and they're not going to last. Because, guys, the world has so many sparkly things to distract us, pull us, challenge us. And we're human. We choose comfort over challenge over and over again. And these values are what will give us strength and stamina to choose that challenge over comfort and the best part the best part of this is it runs so deep and when you live out your values and you are feeling engaged in them they're your north star they help you make sustainable behavior changes ladies you finally feel fully alive and really this is what life's about it's not about being a certain size it's not about making a certain amount of money it's not about these superficial things it's about being at the end of our road when the time has come and our days are up I want to look back on my life and know that I did everything I could to live a life well done. I want life like my cheeseburgers, well done and covered with delicious stuff. (laughs) And I know you can be here too when you connect with your values. If you want to live in a body that allows you to fully live out your values, this is where it starts, ladies. Not with keto, not with losing 10 pounds, not with a meal plan. It's with your values. Name them, live them out, and then create values-based goals Girls, you're going to see incredible change when you start here. And one of the things I'm most proud about in my e-course is this is where we start. Everyone always wants to come to me and they're like, get me the meal plan, Jess. But no, in my e-course, 
food foundations, this is where we start. We start with the goal setting. We start with the healthy me vision statement, and we get a really clear picture of that before we dive into the empowered eating model, because that empowered eating model that I base the entire e-course on really needs this as the foundation. It needs those values identified. It needs them named. And we've got to learn how to live them out. Then we start tacking on the internal and biological awareness. Then we put the nutrition information. Then we learn how to balance discipline and permission. It's the full process and the full picture. And it is on sale for two more weeks, guys. Head on over to jasbrownrd.com. Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundation. You'll just click on courses and enter Summer Steel exclamation at checkout to get that $50 off. So again, that's going to be through the end of July. You got to start with those values. We got to start here and you're going to see incredible change. It has been such a pleasure to see that shift in so many of the women I work with. I just, I'm sitting here trying to like tell you guys with my, my hands are getting big and my smile's huge. I don't even know the words. It's just incredible because when we, we live in these values, that is our awesome. That is our inner awesome that connects with the world and gives back to the world and ultimately makes this world a better place. So let's start there. Let's get our values identified. Head on over. If you haven't gotten my e-course yet, you got two more weeks, so be sure you do it. I'm wishing you all a values-based blessed day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundation, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.